listening to Making Meaning Together. I'm Melanie Maxwell. And I'm Raina Young. We're talking about navigating our individual worlds together. We're so happy that you're joining us today. Hey, Raina, how are you? Hi, Melanie. I am good and tired um, and a bit puffy. We were just talking about that, but yeah, I, I just feel this yeah. kind of like puffy feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So something I was going to tell you before we started recording when we were mm-hmm. talking about um, when when someone asks you how you feel and like in North America, you're supposed to just say fine. Like you just yep. say fine. And we were talking about how like those are sort of tiny lies that we do. Um, I learned, I took Italian in university and I learned that in Italy, like if someone asks you, how are you? You're supposed to be honest. Like it's weird to just say fine all the time. You're supposed to just like the expectation is that you tell the the truth. Even if it's like, I feel terrible today. (laughs) Totally. So I thought that was funny. It's like, we can take that. Like, Italians are very honest, I feel like. They'll yes. just tell you what they think. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's that sounds very accurate. Yeah. I think I, I like that. That's, I think, what I'm really working towards doing more. Because, honestly, a lot of the time when, I'm, when I say I'm fine, I think it's more because I'm trying to convince myself that I'm fine. Hmm. And I'm not really even, for me personally, like, I'm not really being honest with myself. So the more I'm trying to be honest with myself, I think the more that comes out honestly, or it's more possible. It's just, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's probably very unlikely that I'll be honest if I'm not even being honest with myself. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And like, yeah, I think some of that shows up for me where I can't identify what's Mm. not right. (laughs) Yeah, I used to, I used to, um, have such a, tough time explaining how I was feeling that my therapist and my coach, I was like sort of working with both of them at the same time for several mm-hmm. months. They would laugh because they would say, how are, how are you doing? And I'd say, I just feel weird. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Every single time I just feel weird. Like I couldn't identify what that meant or how I felt. So I totally get that. And yeah. I think for me, usually if, if I'm saying oh, I'm good. I'm fine. It's because I don't want, I feel like I shouldn't do that to the other person, even if it's really good. Even if I'm like, I'm so excited about this thing. It's like, no, that's too much. Mm -hmm. I should keep that to myself. Mm, Yes. I can relate to that so much. I think that I love that you brought up the positive side of it too, or not the positive because I don't necessarily think it's positive or negative, but just the more, um, overtly happy feelings or just excited and joyful. Like it does feel like the word fine is more to protect the other person and to protect ourselves from having to potentially not be what they want or not match what they are at that time. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I do. I think that's a pattern I have (laughs) from the past as well as kind of dimming in both directions, like Mm -hmm. just turning the dial to fine even if that's not what's really happening for me. Yeah. And I remember we sort of talked about this. I know like 
we want to talk about something else, but also I feel like this is good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When we did like a test recording of our very first episode, we were talking about friendship and we were talking about how, um, if you, if one of us was feeling a certain way, it was like a new thing for us to be a, like to allow ourselves to be feeling a different way, like yeah. not try to always match the other person where they're at. And mm-hmm. like, and I see this show up so much in our conversations because we are so openly emotional with each other. Yeah. Like one of us can be having an awful day and it's like, oh, so do I say the fun things? And it's like, yeah, I'm going to like both. I can provide support and be kind and loving. And also I know that me sharing my like excitement or happiness or creativity is going to, it's not going to be a threat to you. Exactly. Like it's going to maybe even uplift you a little bit. And that's very different from the like normal way that we we're like taught to interact with people. Oh, they're having a bad day. Like you should, you know, just whisper around them and like, don't mm-hmm. be too happy. You'll make them upset. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that it makes me think about is that when we do that, we're assuming that the other person can't handle us and they can't handle themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's coming from a place of like, oh, I need to protect this person who like, maybe it's that, you know, the other person is having a great day and you're like, Oh, I don't want to bring him down with yeah, all my exactly. sadness or whatever, or they're ha- or you're having a great day and they're not. And you're like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to make them feel extra bad that they're having a bad day. Cause I'm having a good day. But yeah, I think it's, that's the thing that I just f- like am continually so kind of amazed at how we navigate in the most beautiful way, because I don't have that as much experience with friendships like this, like ours, where we yeah, are so same. honest and open about it. And it's like, it's so freeing to know because I think when I think about it, when I share something with you, there's sometimes there's the old thought that's from my past of like, oh, is how's this going to come across? But then I very quickly am able to go to the place of, I know Melanie really loves me and really supports me. Yeah. I'm going to share this. And I know that even like that I can hold space for the tenderness that you might be going through and share my excitement. And then in the opposite, like whenever I'm having a tender moment, it it really is inspiring to know that your, your whatever excitement or creation is happening or, or joy. Like it just, it's, I think the thing too, is that it, it's, um, it makes me think about the fact how we compare ourselves. And I think Mm -hmm. if we're in a relationship where we're comparing ourselves against someone versus being, and trusting and knowing our worthiness and our wholeness and our enoughness on our own. When we're in that energy, then we can come into relationship with each other and meet each other wherever we are, because we know that we're not dependent on each other in a way. Um, but yeah, I love it. Yeah. I think also like we are conditioned to think that belonging comes from sameness. So like Mm. I, won't be long if I'm not matching the other person or I'll make the other person feel like they don't belong because I'm not matching them. But really I think what I, I notice between the two of us, if one of us is feeling one way and we come in with our authentic other way feelings, 
It's a reminder that this feeling I'm feeling is not permanent and I'm not going to get stuck here. Like things are always flowing and that's normal and okay. And I think if we're always, like if we're always trying to match the other person's feelings, it's like, I'm going to get stuck here. Like this Mm -hmm. is bad. This is bad if I'm feeling this way. Like it doesn't give us an accurate idea of how feelings really work where they're just up and down all the time and that's totally normal. Yeah. Well, and even as you say that, I feel like that's like the perfect segue into what we were sort of thinking of talking about because what it reminds me of is how we can hold ourselves and trust that we are capable and strong enough to be in all the range of the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts and all the things. Um, because I think like that's even on, even in not in relation to someone else, I think on my own, the times when I get feel really scared and stuck in my emotions and then I beat myself up for however I deal with those emotions or cope with them is when I'm not trusting that like, it's okay. What I do right now does not need to mean everything about who I am. It doesn't need to, um, and it won't be forever, you know, that it like, and the more I let go of like judging that, which of course is a lot easier said than done, but the more I can just hold myself in that and trust like, okay, okay, I trust that this won't last forever. And that's where I think our friendship is like, yeah, it is so powerful to be able to be like, oh yeah, okay. I I don't need to try and get out of where I am right now really quickly because it won't last Mm. forever. Yeah. Yeah. So this topic (laughs) is sort of brought up because we, I think, have sort of similar coping mechanisms that we engage in. (laughs) Um, And we've talked about it before. And I remember the first time talking about it felt like very scary. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, she's going to judge me. Um, (laughs) It's not even that bad. Like it's, you know, whatever bad is, but I'm just saying it's not Mm -hmm. like hard drugs. We're talking about television and food. Like let's relax. (laughs) You know, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Um, But sort of this whole conversation is around both of us showing up to this call feeling like, or this call, this recording feeling sort of tired and not so good. And like, Mm -hmm. I have been feeling some anxiety coming up and have like last night ate like a whole pizza and some ice cream and watched my real housewives and just not feeling good this morning. Um, But I've been thinking about the way that we cope so much and the way I used to think about it is if I understand it more I'll never do it again Mm. and that's the goal yes what I've realized is that like even if I always like for the rest of my life use food to comfort me I still love and accept myself Mm -hmm. even if I never quote-unquote fix it and I think I couldn't really, it's like a paradox because like I couldn't really let that, it was like difficult, more difficult to not binge eat 
if I was trying not to, does that mm-hmm. make sense? I'm saying oh my gosh, it in yes. a really like mixed no, up no, way. Totally. <laughs> the yep. more I tried to fix it, the more yeah. persistent it was. Yeah. Um, and so I think like my whole perspective on it is different where it used to be like, I got to eradicate these coping mm-hmm. mechanisms that I developed when I was a little girl. Yeah. I remember being a little girl eating yeah. for comfort, mm-hmm. you know, like it was like, I have to eradicate, I have to fix it. Yeah. And now it's like, it feels so much lighter and has less of a grip on me because a, like we we were just saying, like it's temporary, this feeling, this coping mechanism, it's not going to last forever. And B, Mm -hmm. I'm just learning more about myself every time it happens. And it's like an invitation to understand myself better and to take care of myself better. Um, and I was, I was coaching a client last week and she was talking about how she, she wants to be bigger and brighter and bolder on social Mm -hmm. media, which is, she's a very like vibrant person. Um, and she wants to like, let that out more. But what tends to happen is like these family members come out of the woodwork and like Mm. cut her down, make fun of her, like in her comments, which triggers her understandably, you know? And she said what she, what she tends to do as her coping mechanism is go to bed, like just for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And then we're, I was noticing this like shame layer on top of it. Yes. Yeah. It was, that was totally what I was thinking of. Yeah. This layer of shame. So it's like, now I'm wasting this opportunity. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting this time. I'll never, I ruined dinner because I didn't have dinner with my kids because of this. And it's like, you can't, it, the more shame we layer on top of it, the longer it persists. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then we get more shame on top of that because it's like, now this is day two of me doing this. And I'm yeah. like, I really hate that I'm doing it. And it just yes. like makes it go on longer. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when I binge eat now, which is, I don't know, maybe a few times a month, I can like move through it pretty quickly. Like as soon as it's, it's done, I'm like, okay. You know, there's no, what Mm -hmm. used to be like, I'm such an idiot. What's wrong with me? I thought I I figured this out. Yeah. And now I have to swing my pendulum the opposite way and eat really, really well and healthy. And like, because because I I need to make up for it. Yeah. 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 And so it's like wild how you can, it can loosen its grip on you just by like not being so mean to yourself about it. Because when it comes down to it, we're using these coping mechanisms because we feel bad about ourselves in some way or like triggered in some way. And then we're nasty to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that it's perpetuating the same like coping mechanisms. Yes, totally. I mean, it makes me think about the fact that like, um, actually in, um, Simone Soul's, um, uh, that shame clinic that they did. Um, yeah. I like, Oh my God, I learned so much about myself and these kinds of things and like how, um, I make it mean that there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. instead of looking at it. Like you were saying, as this is 
what can I learn from this? Like, how can I hold myself in this space? And instead of saying, oh my God, there's something wrong with me and I need to fix myself. And like, until I'm fixed, I will continue doing this pattern. And so this means that I'm broken until I no, don't no longer do it. Um, which is like, for me personally, very unmotivating. Um, yeah. And especially long-term, it's like, that that just feels horrible because it's coming from a place of like, there's something wrong with me. And anytime I think we're deciding and believing that there's something wrong with us, it's like, that's just such a, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I just, I personally, I'm like, I don't even know, like, yeah, I don't think long-term that really supports anyone's well-being and, um, and yeah. Um, but I think it's just, it is so interesting how we layer the shame on top of the thing that we're feel like needs to be different. And I love that idea of instead of seeing it as a problem, seeing it more as like one of the things that I sometimes try to do is, and not always, I'm not always able to do this in the moment. Sometimes, sometimes you're just in whatever you're in and it's just okay. You know? And the more we're just like, I think also the more we're able to notice, wow, I feel a lot of shame about this, even as we're doing it. Like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, I'm feeling really bad about what I'm doing. And like letting that be okay too. Like, okay, hmm, what can I do to support the part of me that's feeling ashamed about eating cookies at night? Or, you know, I, I feel like it's so like, I'm like, I also do the go to bed thing. Um, (laughs) get into bed, like watch a lot of shows, try to like escape where I am, um, to feel more comfortable. And I think that's one of the things that I, for a really long time, struggled with a lot of the people who I think have like good intention with these sort of ideas of like, um, changing those habits. But I think they so often come from this voice of, Um, you just have to be more disciplined. You just have Mm -hmm. to not do the thing for long enough so that it becomes a habit. Good luck telling a triggered nervous system to be more disciplined. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like we can't because what's happening if, I don't know if this is always the case for everyone, but I think these behaviors are typically typically engaged in when our nervous system is triggered like that fight flight free it's fun like you know zone and at that time we don't have access to our prefrontal cortex which is the one who's good at discipline um delaying gratification risk versus reward logical thinking like adaptable planning (laughs) We, we like we don't have access to it we only have access once, like, we feel calm. And I feel like food is so good at this. Like, it's very good at both numbing and also increasing that, like, good feeling at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But yeah. then we, like, we can only access the logical thinking after. Mm-hmm. We can't access it during. And so it's, like, every time being mad at ourselves because... Oh, like, I wish I didn't do that. It's like, it's almost like the, the logical thinking part of your brain just blacks out Mm -hmm. and it can feel like that. It feels like that for me. Like when I do, when I do it, I'm like just a whirlwind (laughs) Mm -hmm. or like, 
or just like totally zoned into my phone or something. And then afterwards it's like, whoa, what just happened? And it's literally part of our brain that would be good at helping us in this moment is not online. Like Mm -hmm. we just can't use it. It's not there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think even as we're talking about this, I'm like, it's so interesting because there's so much like, it's just, we live in such a funny world because of course (laughs) we have so much advertising and all of the stuff that's like telling us to eat this food and telling us to watch these shows and to telling us to scroll on Instagram, like so much out there is like inundating us with design, do these things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then I think we all hold a certain amount of shame about doing those things. I mean, I have, I have so many friends (laughs) who like, who love watching, watching shows and, and they've like, they've seen all of these different amazing, um, TV shows. And I don't watch a lot of TV, but that's just my personal preference. But when we talk about it, there's always this sense of like, oh yeah, I, I, wow, I'm really aware that I watch a lot of TV and I'm just like, guilty pleasure. Exactly. Oh my God. Guilty pleasure. Exactly. And I'm like, no, don't, don't apologize to me just because that isn't the place where, where I find comfort and real like peace and not, and sometimes it's peace in the things that I, I think some, I think this is the other thing is that sometimes, like I think most of the time, whatever we're doing, we're trying to access this place of feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And like, and that is not a bad thing. Like eating food and feeling safe. That's, I don't think that should be a bad thing. Watching a show and laying on your couch and not thinking about the things that are scaring you. I don't think that has to be a bad thing, especially if your nervous system is so triggered and like sort of, yeah. Um, lit up that you need to feel safe through those things. I think that is actually such an amazing thing that you know how to make yourself feel safe. Oh yeah. So there's no reason like uh, there's no reason and yet we do it, but there's like, that's where I think the, the focus should be on the part of us that's judging ourselves for doing the things, not on the thing itself. It doesn't really matter. It's okay if we want to eat the food or lay in bed and pull the covers over our head. And it's also okay if we do want to shift those things, because sometimes for me, when I'm doing those things, like it doesn't feel good afterwards because I haven't dealt with the feeling I'm having. But I think there's like, there's, of course, there's so many layers to it. Um, but yeah, oh, it's just, I think it's that afterwards feeling that's the worst moment for me. Like when I think about Mm. the trajectory of this sort of your brain's back online and your brain's back online and it's mad at you for what you've done. And it's like, okay, excuse (laughs) me. I was trying to protect myself. So thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, you said so many good things. I want to like point them all out, but one (laughs) thing being how, we really blame ourselves like it's a personal failing for being addicted to these things or like mm-hmm. using these things in a way where it's like, I, I can't help myself when the whole world is designed to make us use these things and like yeah. not be able to control ourselves. So that first of yeah. all, <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's not to say that it doesn't feel like shit. It does feel like shit. Like I don't feel great today because I ate a ton of ice cream and pizza last night and I woke up in the middle of the night having to take two tums because I was like, oh, totally. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, but like 
if I tell myself that I'm a pathetic loser for doing that, I'm more likely to do it again. And that's the tricky part. It's like, the more I have compassion for myself, the less I do it. So I have to, it's kind of an interesting space to access, but it really is. Yeah. A lot of us who engage in these behaviors, like to deal with our emotions or anxiety, um, it comes from childhood and when we are children, like you said about this being being safe thing, this is what made me think of it. We can't regulate our own emotions. And so there would be a point where like we wouldn't, our brains couldn't handle it. So there had to be something that helped us manage yeah. the emotions. Because when you're a kid, you just don't have that ability to self like soothe and comfort and make yourself feel safe. You have to co-regulate with a caregiver. And if a caregiver didn't give you that, like you would have picked up something Mm -hmm. for me. Sometimes that looked like excessive daydreaming, Mm -hmm. um, indefinitely food. And like, it felt like I need food. And Mm -hmm. like, I remember these standoffs with my, Mom, um, like I'd be, I'd be like opening and closing the freezer door, like I want ice cream, and I was never yeah. like that. Like I was the quiet girl, the girl who was like nobody needed to worry about Melanie. She was so good, mm. but I remember like having this like I need, I need it, and like it. I must have just needed something. I'm very sensitive. Always have been. And after school, like I would be spent. Like I would have like just this nervous system like reaction and to being overstimulated all day. Yeah. And no one or nothing to help me with that. And so I think that turned into like a lot of daydreaming because that would feel good Mm -hmm. Um, or food and yeah. yeah. And so it makes sense that now like I notice myself sort of zoning out, (laughs) like disassociating or using food is because that was how I learned to regulate my emotions. And it is unsafe for a brain to not be able to regulate the emotions. And when you're a Mm -hmm. kid, you can't, you can't do that yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me even think about like when you said, um, that you were this good Melanie that was quiet and Mm -hmm. it just, Oh my God, it just makes my heart break because then like, that's where that voice comes from because we feel like we have to be the good or the quiet or the whatever. And when we need something and we're not getting our needs met as children, and we do voice that. I mean, that's like one of the most amazing things about children is they're, they, they are honest you. about, yeah, it's like <laughs> you have to deal with it. Um, and then we learn over time how to shove it all down. But, but, and then right. like, then to, to feel like when we need something that that means that we're no longer the good and the quiet and the, and mm. I think that's where like, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like I, it's so painful to attach my worth to whether or not I'm doing these things to that, 
that are coping oh, yeah. mechanisms, you know? Um, and I think also it's worth saying that like, there's nothing wrong with eating food and there's nothing wrong with, you know, watching TV and there's nothing wrong with sleeping in. Um, and I think, and there's like all of, all of the things we do in our lives, it's, it's more how we're feeling when we're doing them. Like if you watch TV all day and it totally feels good and that's great. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I just think it's worth like, not, not, not always are these things a reflection of right. something that needs to be worked on. Um, I think more what we're expressing and, and noticing for ourselves is that there are things that happen and then we watch, I think this is like, also, it's like that getting very mindful and being mm-hmm. with ourselves through it. Um, cause I think yeah. a lot of times for me, instead of like, this is kind of the things that they talked about in the shame clinic that I, and I feel like the shame clinic sounds so funny. It's like such a (laughs) shame clinic. Um, but it was basically like this really amazing workshop about, um, getting to know what's below the shame and then Mm -hmm. like literally getting to know yourself. It's like, instead of being like, Oh, I feel you should feel ashamed for about that. Like talking to myself instead being like, what, what is that telling me? Who's underneath there? What is the, what is the wisdom in that? Um, because instead of like, you know, putting those layers on top that just want to like hide it, package it up, throw it away. Like, Oh my God, I hate this part of myself. I'm just going to ignore it forever. It's painful. But like, what happens if we, if we sit with ourselves in the moment of binge eating or, you know, like eating all the ice cream or, um, for me, it's like, I just, I love chocolate. So I'm like all the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, what hap- what's happening for me? And like, instead of trying to just find the fix and like, look outside for the, the tool or like the person that has the perfect se- the system answer. for exactly yeah, like yeah. the outside answer, like instead like sitting and being like, what's happening while I'm eating the chocolate? How am I feeling? What happens before mm-hmm. I eat it? How am I feeling afterwards? What information can I gain from that? And then how can I, how can I like not feel like I, how can I not try to fix that before I'm with that? I guess, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, yeah, that's perfect. I think the way you're talking about it is like, that's what has been helping me is having this space to be able to look at what's happening while it's happening Mm -hmm. because I'm not trying to like shame myself or even really stop it from happening. Because if I'm shaming myself or trying to force myself to stop when it feels like I really can't stop, I can't be with myself. Like you're saying, like Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't be aware, but now I am able to do that because I have been like, okay, I'm not going to try to fix it, which feels really difficult at first for sure. But just if I set that aside and like the first few times I would set that aside, like I'm not going to try to fix it. I'm not mad at myself. Like I know why it makes sense why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. The payoff of that is immediate. It's like, I can see what's happening as it's happening and notice and like, Oh, I wonder what's coming up for me. And like, I'll, I'd notice myself doing it less and less. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay. It's like almost the opposite of that vicious cycle. Add the shame. You feel like shit. So you do it more. It's like, take off the shame, 
you don't feel so upset with yourself and you do it less and then you can let go of even more shame over time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's being in that observer mode yeah. um, that I think we can't access if we're so like ashamed. We can't mm-hmm. access that. Yeah. Um, but if we are in that observer mode, we can be super curious. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow probably, but <laughs> like physically, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel yeah. good. But, like, let me see if I can figure out what's happening here. And just paying attention, you know. I notice I'm getting another slice. What's happening there? Like a a pizza. (laughs) It's like, what's happening there? Okay, I've hit, like, I've hit the next episode. Like, what's happening now? And not Mm -hmm. trying to change it, just bringing awareness to it. Yeah. Um, it, It really... Like I find it doesn't go on as long. I'm not up all night. I'm just mm-hmm. up late. <laughs> yeah. But I can also be like, oh, I like what what is it deep inside that I'm not looking at that mm-hmm. made me want to like numb, mm-hmm. and that is super useful. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, I yeah, realize. Then, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I'm seeing my next sort of phase of my work as being so big. It totally makes sense why like my inside is freaking out, you know, like, okay, how can I, like, what can I do? Maybe I reframe that. Maybe I don't believe I have to be so much different than I am now to do it. Like maybe Mm -hmm. I just think of this thing in a different way or, you know, that's just one scenario. That's my last night scenario. Yep. And I took a bath after like this and just sort of thought about it because I could, you know, access that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 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 I think that's so like, that's so powerful because I think like put, bringing awareness in that observer to the situation and just to ourselves and like our experience as human beings. And it makes me think too, that like sometimes in the moment I am fully not online, right? Like I'm just doing the thing, um, and coping with whatever I'm not able to, you know, hold space for, um, whether or not that's like, um, yeah, like if it's around a project I'm working on and it feels like I have to be perfect in it. And so I'm like super stressed because how am I ever supposed to be perfect or get it perfect? You know, um, that comes up for me a lot. Or like even with parenting, like, um, maybe I'll be really stressed about, or, or just feeling really guilty about a way that I acted with my kids, or maybe I raised my voice and, and instead of like have, and, and I, and I end up not having the capacity to hold space for those feelings. And so I do the thing to numb myself. Um, and I'm like, Che, you're doing dinner in bedtime. I need time alone. You know? And I'm like, and, and that's, and I think for me, like sometimes I'm very much offline for that, like in terms of like my ability to be aware. Right. Um, (laughs) definitely at at the start, I'm definitely not right. Yeah, yeah. It's but very then the tunnel more, vision. Yeah, right. And then I think the more for me that I practice after, like I feel like the way that it, it's worked for me, and it does feel like it's this sort of like very gentle and slow process um, without a mm-hmm. lot of expectations. But for me, it's like um, I think it started not even necessarily with the. I think the way that this has started to work for me is that it makes me realize that I don't think I went in with the intention of I need to fix these 
numbing things, but more that I wanted to be more aware of what was going on for me. Mm. And the more I became aware of what was going on for me, and that for me, I know I've talked about this before, but just in my morning pages writing, like that's where I just, I just let whatever's inside out. Um, And the more I'm able to do that, it's like I'm able to, in the morning, reflect from a place of not a heightened nervous system and be like, oh, I'm, and usually how I start that is I'm tired, I'm sore, I'm mad, whatever the things are. I just, (laughs) I write them out. They just come out of me and there's no judgment. Um, In the moment, it's just like stream of conscious. Um, and, And in that, it's made it so that what you're talking about, like where you're more aware, like, oh, I'm getting another slice of pizza. Oh, I'm eating another piece of chocolate. Oh, I'm having my third, whatever I can, I'm, now I'm running out of the, um, cupcake or something. I also <laughs> yeah. really love cupcakes. Um, <laughs> um, or my sister and I, we have this funny little thing that we'll do sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, or maybe it doesn't even need to be a good or bad thing, but we'll be having like both, we'll both be having like maybe a tired or hard day or something. And we'll like, she lives with me. So we'll be like, we'll, we'll have dinner. And then afterwards we'll be like, do you know what we should do? And she's like, yes. And we we have this thing where we'll, we'll go to the grocery store and get a box of cookies that have this like white frosting on top. And they are like, if, if we, I hate the term guilty pleasure, but if there was one, that's ours. And, but it's like the most fun thing now because we don't do it all the time, but we allow ourselves to do it when we want to. And now it just feels like this really sweet moment. And sure, we do feel like shit in the morning and we both come downstairs and we're like, wow. <laughs> That was a lot of cookies, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's something like just freeing in knowing that that's okay if that's what we want to do and what we feel like we need. And like, even, I don't know, there's something in that of just like the, uh, like just letting go of the shame and guilt around it. Um, and that doesn't happen fast and it's not like an easy thing. I think it, for me anyways, personally, definitely has taken a lot of slow, gentle, I mean, it's like, it's all the things. I think it's why coaching and therapy and, you know, journaling practices and, um, any like yoga meditation, like all the things that bring us closer to ourselves. Um, because we can't really know what we need if we're not with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know you made me think of with the cookies thing. So I'm like, that is so fun. It's so cute. It's like, I think like, what if we, and I think maybe this happens for me too. It's like, I'm allowed to make a decision yeah. knowing that I won't feel good tomorrow. And that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Like, People do this with drinking all the time, but I feel like that's very normalized. It's like, yes, ah, hangover. It's so true. But if yeah. I have a food hangover, I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why definitely... is it like that? Do you know what I'm saying? I am like, so I feel like you're saying. People yeah. will laugh about a hangover, but if you feel like crap because you like ate a whole yep. box of cookies the night before, it's like, wow, you're pathetic. It's like, why is it like that? Yes, it's so true because I think we're making it mean that. That it's like it is. It's actually so ironic to connect those two because, of course, I mean, they're they can. I think they can manifest in similar ways, like as an addiction. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it is so interesting how there's a lot. There's something about eating food that I think we all expect should be easier to not do, 
and somehow drinking a lot of drinks is like oh yeah that's just how it works (laughs) you know like there's so much more acceptance and space for that and a lot less judgment it feels like yeah like a lot less wild it is wild because it's it's there's the actual act of what you're doing is you're you're consuming something into your body in both situations and it's just more socially accepted um but I think that's too where like going to the place of the observer of like, what am I, what am I, I think the first thing is like observing, like, what am I judging myself for in this? What am I making mm-hmm. that mean? Like after I eat the cookies and I don't feel good in the morning, like, what am I telling myself about that? Um, like, am I saying that I'm a bad person or I'm like not disciplined enough or, you know, those are all the thoughts that go through my mind <laughs> or yeah. I'm like, you know, um, whatever it is. And then, like it's, I think, yeah, it's like if you adjust the lens on another area, like if I, if I have a glass of wine and I don't feel good in the morning, do I make that mean something? Um, and maybe I do make that mean something too. And then I right. think it's like, it's the same thing. It's just like, actually I am enough. I am whole. I am safe. If this doesn't mean I'm a bad person, I am a inherently good person. Um, no matter what happens and that is not something I think that like when I think back to like how this is connected to our childhood, mm-hmm. I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel like I was good enough. And I, my, one of my biggest coping mechanisms was to try and control everything. Um, mm. Oh, that's a good one too. But yeah. I feel like that one's allowed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah. That that's also is... much more socially acceptable. Yeah. 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 And, but it's almost like I would say even more exhausting because that oh one God, was yeah. mine too. So like I, because I was the good kid, I was sort of like not paid attention to. And uh, like my mom had to pay attention to the other kids who needed her a lot more. Mm-hmm. And there was some like chaotic stuff in, we, we were just a lot of kids and I lost yeah. my dad when I was 10. So there's just like a lot mm. of things that fell out of control and like no one was like right there for me because they were there with the other people. Yep. Which I like, don't, don't blame her for that. My mother has five kids. Like I can't imagine. I'm like, I can sort of handle two. Um, (laughs) I forget where I was going with that. I lost my thread. Um, what was I saying? We were talking about the control thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I noticed that in my marriage that I was in like my parenting, just trying to control and make everything better all the time for everybody. And like, if anything felt out of control, whether that was like, he didn't replace the garbage bags when I asked him to, or my kid just coughed one time, it would Mm -hmm. like totally set me off. And yeah, like it's very much allowed in our society to like, I'm, I'm the boss. I'm in charge. It's like, Ooh, good for you. Yeah. But if the way you cope with things feeling out of control and chaotic is eating, it's like, wow. Like it's the judgment is there. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. This like it's serving the same function and the results also feel like shit. But one is like, you get a gold star and one is like, you need a yeah. therapist and like medication <laughs> yes. or something. There's something wrong exactly. with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing is that there's so 
much out there and within us and all around us that is saying that it's bad, that like the first thing I think probably that is so important is to like to hold a lot of space for the shame around it and to like really like tenderly explore that because it isn't it does like I mean when I first started like literally like I mean the way I see it is like I kind of opened the door to shame and I was like okay what am I gonna find you know and it's like yeah. really scary honestly because it's like the things that we're ashamed about even if to other people they are like what why are you ashamed about that like they shame is a really strong and uncomfortable mm. feeling and um and so it does like I think especially when there's like I mean when we're talking about this I'm like yeah did jeez like it is like there's something that's so much um like after I had uh my second son I that like of course I knew I was kind of controlling with my first but there's something about having the second one that like just Oh my God. Chaos. It was like, yes, like it yeah. just like blew, like it was so clear to me how uncomfortable I was in any situation mm -hmm. that wasn't quote unquote controlled or comfortable for me or like um, yeah. comfortable or uh, perfect or like things weren't going well. And I remember my therapist because like the thing that was so hard for me was bedtime when we had really little ones because oh. like my yeah. bedtime yeah. still kills it's true. me honestly day. it's still hard but i think the oh, more like bedtime. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. um but like it was so hard because i had so much fear around it not being this like thing that went well like i just like it yeah. made me feel so literally made me feel like my skin was crawling and my therapist she was like okay rana you're going to have to not be there for bedtime for a little while. Like you're going to need to go take a walk while Che does bedtime because he's actually okay and they're going to be okay even if they are crying and screaming and don't want to get in bed. But you need to take care of yourself because when this happens, your nervous system is so like lit up and you're like, for me, it was, I was back in my own childhood and mm -hmm. I wasn't really the adult Reina in the moment. I was like, little Raina who was like oh my god everything is terrible what's happening and yeah. I need to I need to fix this because it's all on me and and mm. um it's all and, on me yeah. yes I know yeah. that one yes <laughs> uh, exactly and so yeah I mean I don't honestly don't know where I was going with that but um but I think it's just yeah I think maybe I, it was just like the, that feeling of of uh responsibility and that we don't put a lot of pressure on that to be a bad thing in our society, especially. Right. No, responsibility is a good yeah, thing. Like, that's you a really, you be, should be responsible for yourself yeah. and everyone else. You actually <laughs> in fact, that's a good mom. So like obsessed yeah. with getting it right. You actually yes. should be. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, that is like, a yeah, for me, I think that like took a, it was really hard to like wrap my mind around like healing yeah. that part of myself. Um, because it, it's like, it's different, like the food stuff and the eating to numb. I'm like, it, I basically just, I, I take it for granted that of course that's a bad thing there. Of course I'm a bad, right. bad because I'm doing that. Right. Which like, no, you're not bad. You're human and you're coping and you're dealing with your, your world. And, um, but with the other things, it's like, I remember really having to go through a process of like, of letting go of needing to be right about I should control everything 
does that make sense? Like, because when yeah. I talked to my therapist, it was like, Che isn't doing this well and he should like, and of course Che is like one of the most incredible parents and husbands in the world. Like, I do not I know. know. I do not know how it all worked out the way I did. Thank <laughs> you to the universe for putting us together. Same. But, yeah. but, um, but like, instead of noticing, I am so uncomfortable when I'm not in control. It was like everything outside of me, this is a problem and this is a problem. And why isn't this working? And, and it took a lot to just loosen that and like to release the shame of like, I should be in control. And when I'm not, it's a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think they're definitely, definitely related. And I almost said earlier for me, um, when I, when I begin binge eating, it actually really, it's sometimes not so much about numbing big feelings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's used to confuse me. Like, yeah, why, why? But I, the more curious I was able to get, because the less I was shaming myself, I realized that I do it for control. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, because yes. I was, as a kid, I was put on diets Mm-hmm. And like brought to a dietitian and weighed Ugh, in the office yeah. and oh my God. all that. Oh, um, and it really like lit on fire a little rebel in me that was like, fuck you. I hate all of you. How dare you tell me what to do? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that like rebel inside me has served me in a lot of ways. Like (laughs) I'm thankful she's there because I break a lot of rules and I used to do it very undercover as a kid. Mm -hmm. I would eat ice cream in the bathroom. I would, you know, pretend to be on the treadmill. I'd turn it on and just like stand on the side of it. Um, so my mom could hear it going because she would make me go on the treadmill. Um, she wanted the best for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was not the best for me. <laughs> no, totally. And I mean, yeah. of course, like the whole world is telling mothers that, I mean, I'm sure she had some shame. Anyways, it's like, it's a yeah, whole, a it whole is thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I realized like, even last night, it's like eating the pizza and the ice cream. It's like, I get to do what I want. No one's yep. here. I can do whatever mm-hmm. I want. No one can tell me what to do. And I have control over this. And so if I'm feeling like a lack of control or like things or life is sort of like dragging me around a little bit in some sort of way, it's like, it feels very exciting. It's like, I get my control back. I'm allowed to do whatever I can do, whatever I want. Um, and so yeah, that control thing is really useful to notice. Um, yes, yeah, it so yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say that, like, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, my God, that it totally is that for me as well. Because, yeah. um, of course, there is the element of I am whatever whatever's going on is too much and I'm I'm going to do this instead of being with whatever I'm feeling, which I think, you know, is like that, like self-soothing. But then there is for me too, like when I think about the times when I, um, when I'm like eating the box of cookies or lots of chocolate or whatever it is, or like, yeah, I mean, sometimes it is like, I'm just going to eat a lot of chips or a lot of pizza. And it's like, it is this feeling of 
everything just feels overwhelming and out of control for me right now. I don't mm-hmm. know how to deal with the kids. I also don't know how to deal with my job. I also don't know how to deal with my desires <laughs> that aren't getting met. I'm just going to sit down and eat cookies. Okay. And it's just going to be, that's, that's for me. Like that's for me, you know? And it's yeah. like, and it becomes this like kind of urgent, like grasping at like, I just need to control or have something. And this, this is one the thing, thing I can have. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. can feel like that energy behind yes. it. Like, so I'm like, wow, it's easy to like feel like rise that you in can access it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <sighs> I'm going to do like, for me, it tends to happen on Saturday nights. I've been home with, I'm homeschooling, which I tell myself I do a terrible job and I don't do enough, blah, 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 of course. Mm-hmm. So no, I've homeschooled you're, you're all week. <laughs> And then, like, I've been the parent at home all week. And then my kids get picked up by my mom Saturday at, like, 5 or 6. And as soon as they're gone, there's, like, this, I get to do whatever I want. Like, I can feel it, like, coming up in me. And it's, like, very intense and, like, buzzy and, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, like that rebel in me gets like lit on fire because it yeah. feels like I haven't, I never get to do what I want. Like right, yeah. <laughs> everyone yeah. needs something from me. I'm never alone. Like I yep. never get what I need, which is yeah. not true. And I actually do a great job, like getting what I need, mm-hmm. but there is like just that, like yeah, part of me that gets really pissed at the whole world for like telling me what to do or not letting me be freer than I am right now or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think that makes so much sense. And like, it makes me think too about like how, again, like when we focus on the thing we think is bad and wrong with us, it's Mm -hmm. really hard to change it because Yes. Like, it's like, that's coming from such a shaming and blaming place, right? But when we focus on like, what am I what, when I do this thing, what am I trying to access? Like, what am I, what do I, what am I trying to feel or, um, create? And like, it's just like, really like when you say that, it like reminds me of how the other thing, the other reason I think maybe, and if this isn't your experience, let me know. But, um, for me, like the more I work on meeting my needs and Mm -hmm. acknowledging my desires and giving myself what I need in those other ways, the less I end up doing the thing that I quote unquote label as bad and wrong with me. And it's like, and it's so hard because I mean, just like for God's sakes, like diet culture and everything is like, focus on the food you're eating, just eat differently, you know? And like, you're like, no, I'm sorry. I like, I've tried to, I've tried for 20 years. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Right. And so it's like, okay, maybe we just stop worrying about that. Um, I mean, that's so much easier said than done. And I know that for some people, yeah. like, it's, like, physically important, like, you know, with especially with diabetes and all the things. Like, totally. so, like, there's yeah. obviously Depends. there's space for, like, yeah. it's not, this is nothing is ever, like, a blanket statement for all people. But but for me, it's, like, I actually tend to to eat more intuitively what is good for me and what feels good to my body when I'm taking care of myself in other ways, like when I focus on the food I'm eating and I'm like, okay, this, I'm going to do whole 30 this month. Like 
that really like as much as I part of me is like, yes, I know I will feel good because I've done it before yeah, and it does I feel know. good. Right? That's the tricky thing. It's like, yeah. And that's sort of what I was, I know, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. But no, 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 no. <laughs> like, <please> yes. <laughs> like, that's the thing when going back to where we we're talking about making a decision, knowing that I'm not going to feel good yeah. and letting that be okay is very yes. hard. Same it's, with yeah. like not trying to gain control and do it right and be disciplined yes. knowing yeah. I will feel good physically. It's so hard to it like, is. Yes. <laughs> you know, find the middle ground or something in there where it's like, you know, for me, I ate this way yesterday. I don't feel good. Like how could, what, what do I want to eat today? Instead of mm-hmm. like, for the next 30 days, I'm going to do it like this. And just yes. sort of like recalibrating yes. moment by moment. Like yeah. I drank a lot of coffee this morning. I want to drink more water this evening. And mm-hmm. just sort of recalibrating like that. And like I'm not going to pretend like I do this all the time. Yeah, sometimes I am like, okay, here's the new plan. <laughs> Two weeks or for 30 days. Yeah, yeah I totally do that because... I want to feel good. Yeah. We all want to yep. feel good. But I yep. think the more we shame ourselves for making decisions knowing we won't feel good, it just like yeah, makes it harder to feel good. It's exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that the thing too like it's such a fat like it's such a fascinating and multi like angled thing, right? Because like I know. like some in some ways giving myself um, parameters in some aspects of my life can be really helpful. Like having kind of a a routine or like a ritual around things or like knowing that I'm going to, my intention is to do them for this number of days or to do them each, each day. Like maybe it's not at a time, but it's just something I want to do each day. Sometimes that can be really helpful for me. Um, and it's usually when there's a part of my brain that is telling me I can't do it. And then I hold space to do it and I can train my brain to be like, actually, I do know that I can do things. So like part of that is healing. But then there's this other part where if I, if I tell myself that I'm just going to eat whole 30, I'm just using that as an example because that's just something that I've done before. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, or like maybe it's just like, for me, another one is just like simply not eating sugar. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm not like, I've eaten a lot of sugar. I'm like, no, I'm not going to eat sugar for 30 days, whatever, like however the amount of time I give myself. But the thing that I realize about that is that that is assuming that I'm going to be the same person every day Mm. for 30 days. And Mm -hmm. I know myself well enough now, (laughs) or I've become aware of knowing myself more, I guess I should say, because you can be with yourself for 30 years and not know yourself, but um, (laughs) at least for me anyways. Um, But the more I've like gotten open with myself and able to have that observer, the more I've realized I am not the same person every day. Like, yes, deep down at my core, I am this whole beautiful light being, at least that's how I see myself. (laughs) I'm in the good space, but, but I am, but on the outer, like the way that I interact in my world, the emotions that I'm having, the experiences that are coming through me, whether it's around my cycle, whether it's because of stuff with family, whether it's just the universe and the stars and the planets, like I am not the same person every day. 
And when I expect myself to be the same person instead of meeting myself each day where I am and checking in, then the less likely I am to do the whole 30 for 30 days because I'm like, (laughs) that's like, it's like every time I've done it, I get to like what day 15 and I'm like, it just, it's like, it feels confining and I want to feel more free. Like, yeah, I just want to, yeah, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I think I have a good example of this because I've been trying, you're helping me see exactly what it is, but like, I used to be like, here's my new plan to fix me. This is it. Like, this is it. If I don't do it, I'm a complete loser fuck up. Yep. And so I have to do it. (laughs) But the past few times where I've engaged in a new plan Mm -hmm. to sort of readjust and see, see what I can do. Sort of like what you said, like part of my brain tells me that I'm not capable of being consistent with exercise or with drinking water. So I want to see, I want to challenge that. Um, And the idea is not like, this is it. This is what fixes me. The idea is more like, let me see what happens. Like, let me see what, you know, what I notice about myself. And so I did, I did, I did, um, 75 hard. You Mm -hmm. you remember I told you about this? Yeah. Yeah. And I quit on like day 32 or so 33 or something like that. Um, which was a long time to do this thing. Because that's kind Um, of an intense one, yeah. It is. Two 45-minute workouts a day. One of them has to be outside, Mm -hmm. which is very challenging as at the time Keegan was working two, sometimes three jobs. And so it was me with the kids. And sometimes they don't want to go outside and like the whole thing. You Mm -hmm. have to drink a gallon of water. You have to read 10 pages a day. You have to take a progress picture. I feel like I'm missing something. Maybe that's all of it. But I told myself the whole time, I can always choose. Like, I can always choose to continue, and I'm always allowed to quit. And that means nothing about me. Yeah. Yeah. And all the advice on the internet says to do the opposite. It's like, tell yourself you have no excuses. You will not quit. And tell the world so that they hold you accountable and you'll be embarrassed if you quit. And I was like, yeah, I've done that before. It doesn't help because then you quit and you feel embarrassed. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And like, I think it is so, it's so interesting because there is the one side of like, um, of, of believing in ourselves, right? Like, like arising that feeling of like, I know I can do this. Um, and so I think mm-hmm. that like the intention with all those things, like, you know how, like some things they'll have you like sign your name, like write a contract here yeah, or something yeah. like, you know, and like, I get that the intention behind those things is that you're, you're holding yourself accountable. And you're also like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, the positive, like if you, we, we try cause I think sometimes it is just purely rooted in shame, like create right. these systems that will arise shame if you don't succeed so that and because shame is really not something that humans want to feel I mean it's it's like akin to I mean I guess if we were hunter and gatherers like if you were shamed your people might leave you behind because they're like (laughs) what we don't want that person with us anymore so like we don't want to feel shame because we want to fit in and belong and be 
you know, safe. So, um, yeah. So like, so I get where it's coming from, but I think this is exactly what we're talking about. It's like, I think there is a different way where we can love ourselves through Mm -hmm. all the different steps and all the different, all the different experiences, all the different trials and errors. And also know that like we are changing, living, breathing human beings we are not machines that are going to be the same every day. And I love that, like going in and telling yourself, giving yourself so much space and grace to that, like, I get to choose each day mm-hmm. I wake up and I can choose if I want to do this or not. And like that to me, actually, like that feels like something I want to kind of try is just because I, I think with sugar is really something that I I know for me, it really doesn't make me feel good. Like in the yeah, moment, I same. sometimes, I feel like I have more control. Um, I think also, like, there's just, like, I can't remember what that documentary is, but it's about sugar, and it's, like, it talks about how, like, basically, I feel like sugar is, like, companies trying to control us, right? <laughs> like, if you get into, <laughs> well, like... <laughs> it is, like, it is a serious hit of dopamine, which yes. is the same thing with other food it's the same thing with scrolling social media it's the same it's all it's right and so like dopamine yeah yes and so like none of like none of this is to say that like we shouldn't try to shift these habits if we want to exactly but it's literally but don't don't shame yourself like oh like we don't need to do that to ourselves (laughs) yes exactly like there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with you if you eat a lot of sugar if you watch a lot of shows if you scroll a lot there's nothing wrong with you you're amazing and you're worthy. And I know that I just don't feel good when I eat sugar and I do want to shift my relationship with it. Um, yeah. and I love, I love what you're like. I just, I think I'm going to, that's something I'm going to take with me. It's like each, every day I get to choose. And I think yeah. if I, if I could give myself just a little, like, even if I gave myself just one, like 20 seconds to just bring that into my mind before I yeah. eat the sugar, maybe I still eat the sugar and I don't need to be mad at myself for that. But maybe I also have a moment to actually sit with myself and say, huh, do I, is this what I want to choose? And it's totally okay. Like you're saying, yeah. like, and by the way, think, like, I, I'm just like bursting. Yeah, no, no, like, go, go. <laughs> it works because you feel your own personal power and you're yes. not feeling like you have no control. Yes. If yeah. you're thinking, I have to, I have no choice, you lose yeah. all of your willpower like you use lose all your power you lose that sense of autonomy and control over yourself so it makes it much harder to not engage in these behaviors because that like you've lost the sense of control over your own self and I want to share like the other thing I would say to myself when I started the 75 hard thing I was like if I say to myself this is hard and I want to I'll keep going. Mm-hmm. If I say to myself, this is hard and I have to, yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I've given away my power and my autonomy to someone else then. Yep. And you know what makes it really hard to stick to your plans is when you don't think you have any autonomy or power. Yeah. Yeah. It sure as hell doesn't feel freeing and fun and joyful and expansive. Right. And like, no, and I don't just... feel capable. Like <laughs> yeah. if I'm yeah. feeling like I have to, I have to, I have to people out there, like the world will think I'm a failure if yeah. I don't like, 
I don't feel like a capable person. Yeah. I don't feel like I, I'm capable. I can do it. I can do hard mm-hmm. things. I don't think that yeah. about myself when I'm like telling myself, I have to, it's going to be so embarrassing if I don't, it's going to mean I'm a loser if I don't like you yeah. lose that. What would actually keep you going? Yes. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. This feels like such a important conversation, you know, like, I don't mean that in like, well, this is such an important, but like, we're so important. (laughs) (laughs) No, not, not like that, but just like, it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, I think about the fact that like, um, I don't know, just like how many years we all go through the shame tactics and how it takes a lot to get off of the shame train sounds funny um but like and just you know find a new yeah. way to to orient ourselves and and do these things yeah ah oh, yeah. I'm glad to be doing it with you though I know <laughs> alongside and the last thing I want to say to that is like we think we're alone the whole time we think there's something yeah. wrong with us personally and we don't even want to talk about it out loud to anybody But I want anyone listening, like, hopefully after this, like, very long conversation where we've told you about our experience, you know, you're not alone at all. Like, not even a little bit. There are so many people who are doing the same things, trying the same things, trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out. And it's A, not your fault. And B, like, we're here with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're here in it together. And, and, um, and yeah, I mean, the thing I just like, this has been my mantra this past week. And I think, or actually, God, this is my mantra for life. I think maybe, (laughs) um, but just like, and, and in those moments when I'm like really like feeling the nervous system uncomfortableness and I'm looking for ways to feel safe is just literally reminding myself that I am safe. I am loved. I am supported and I am enough. Um, and for me, like, of course that might not feel good to other people because sometimes you need to acknowledge that you don't feel safe. And so maybe like, I don't feel safe right now, but I can feel safe, you know? But I just think that like the, just the way that we talk to ourselves in these moments, um, you know, whether it's before we do the thing or in the middle of the, the binging or numbing or whatever it is, and then afterwards, like really noticing the voice that's coming through in our mind um, and yeah. letting that be just a starting point is just noticing. Yeah. Like what's, what's happening? Totally. That's what I yeah. always say about yeah. anything. It's like to clients and stuff. They're like, so I just have to notice. I'm like, yeah, that's yes. it. That's all you have to do. Like, no, yeah. and you don't even have to try because now that we've talked about it, you will notice you'll yes. like, you'll just be aware. So there's yeah. nothing to do. Yep. There's nothing to do. It'll happen on its own just because your brain is like just already in that space of like willing to be open and aware or knowing to be open and aware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been so good. So glad we had this conversation and opened this door. It feels good. Yeah. So good. Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation on Making Meaning Together. For the full listener experience, subscribe to our Substack 
at makingmeaningtogether.substack.com. The link is also in the show notes. We hope you'll join us again soon.